You're listening to the East Coast City Podcast. I'm Abby, and on today's show, we have the Halifax-based occult rock band, The Bloody Hell. This is their song, When You're Gone. today i have ian keen am i pronouncing your last name correctly uh it's kane Kane. 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 ian kane that sounds better than keen i was just gonna put that out there and you're from the bloody hell so i wanted to talk Mm -hmm. a bit more about the band so what exactly is your role and maybe you could introduce us to some of your other bandmates even though they're not here sure uh you know what they might i'm in the jam room right now oh yeah they might might pop in they might actually be trickling in here um depending on how long we go uh, so, uh, I'm Ian, I play guitar and sing, um, and then we have James Densley, who does lead guitar, uh, Joe Woods 
is on bass guitar and Kyle Cantfell is on the drums. Okay. And so how long have you guys been together? How long have you been a band? Uh, so the band started in early 2017. Um, and then uh, we have since changed drummers and bass players. Uh, so Joe has only been with us for about six months. Uh, Kyle's been with us for about three years and James and I are original. So that that's so interesting, too, because um, you create your music together. So then when you're, you have different people coming in, what's the collaboration process like? Uh, well, most of the time I'll bring the songs pretty much complete to the band. I mean, like skeleton wise, usually I have um, the chord structures and the lyrics um, and the melodies all written. Um but I, I mean, without the rest of the band, it's just power chords and yelling. So they're the ones that really make it into the, the, the songs that they become. Um, so, you know, I kind of just bring them, um, you know, a, a canvas with a stick figure painted on it. They add everything that so uh, I'm grateful to them, uh, you know. So oh, much. That's awesome. It sounds like you, um, and, you guys really get along too. It sounds like it's a nice friendship going on there. Yeah, it is. And uh, Joe Woods, the, who just started playing bass with us, I've been friends with him for a decade or more. Um, always respected him, respected his playing and stuff. Because they're not here, the band, and I, I like to have a little bit of fun sometimes with this, but if you could maybe sum them up, each one of them up with one word, what would it be? Uh... James, I think, would be talented. Uh, he plays every instrument exceptionally well from, you know, guitar, piano. He's, yeah, he's, he does all of our graphic design for us. Very, very talented person. Uh, Joe, his nickname is Handsome Joe. So I'm going to say that uh, <laughs> the one word to describe him would be handsome. Uh, and the one word to describe Kyle uh jesus uh heart he's the heart of the band really Aww. like with, without him it's you know what i mean if 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 james can't make jam or joe can't make jam we normally still do but if kyle can't make it we don't we don't get together so um he's the glue how about that yeah he's the glue yeah. oh i love that <laughs> you know as far as legendary canadian punk bands go doesn't get any bigger than than propaganda and um, they, there's no band out there, uh, that I think really, uh, encapsulates the punk rock ethos more than them. Uh, the first time I saw them, I saw them play at a festival in Montreal and in order for them to play, they made them take down all the Budweiser advertising and corporate sponsor stuff. Um, and I thought that that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen a band do. They're like, we're not going to play if, if they're that corporate sponsor logo is on the stage with us. We're not. So uh, to see a band kind of use their pull to do something as punk rock as that, I thought was the coolest thing in the world. So, yeah, no, I wish we had that kind of swing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's really nice to see also because um, they're they're one of the few bands too. well, not one of the few, but, you know, it's they come far and in between, but they really like propping up other bands. Like one of yeah, the things oh, that they're absolutely. known for is just like giving shout outs. They're super active on their social media, mainly to help out other local musicians or bands like Canadian bands, whatever, in any way that they can. So how did you guys end up um, op like set up to open for them? This is at the marquee, but how did that even happen? 
you know, people ask me that all the time, and I just say because we rule. That's a good <laughs> enough answer for me. Yeah. Uh, no, you know, we've worked hard um, over the last couple years, and and we try to stay consistent on our social medias and always put out content, whether it be video content or new songs or or what have you. And um, you know, we had uh, done some stuff with morbid entertainment back before the pandemic um and developed a good relationship with them uh so when it came around and they were looking for you know reasonable punk rock bands to open uh, i'm glad that they looked in our direction because we were we were you know happy to say yes melody is the most important thing in a song to me and we write songs specifically uh, geared around melody and that you know that's the cornerstone of any song to us which is maybe a little bit outside of the you know hardcore punk ethos but um, i kind of see it like being you know, ultra punk too because like the whole purpose of punk when we talk about it is not being the same as everyone else not doing the same yeah, thing exactly. as everybody yeah. so in a weird way you're a little more punk by doing your own thing by standing out that way well, how nice of you to say that. <laughs> now go break something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Flip the table. Um, so I do want to talk a bit more about your your music. I sent you our latest two singles, uh, which is Nobody Cares About America Anymore and When You're Gone. Uh, and then I sent you another one that's never been heard before. And uh, we'll premiere it on the show tonight. <gasps> this is so exciting. Amazing. Uh, so it's called Dead to Me, uh, and it was recorded last fall. Um, we were kind of waiting until shows could really gear up again to uh, to release it so that we could gig on it properly. Um, and then when this propaganda thing came up, it was like, well, stop everything and let's focus on that yeah. for now. Uh, so we haven't really done much as far as... Um, you know, getting a video planned for it and release planned for it or anything like that. We've been kind of just uh, laser focused on getting our set tight, which is, you know, yeah. um, is where we're focused now. Excuse me. Is it, it is in the be... set. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah it, is, it is in the sets for sure. So uh, so we actually have a bunch of new songs um, lined up, ready to go. That will be our second album. Um, and these songs will all be off the second album. Uh, two of them have been released so far. Um, which is Nobody Cares About America Anymore, which was released in December of 2020. Um, and then in the spring of 2021, we released um, When You're Gone. And, and, and nobody, nobody cares about uh, America. I mean, it sounds like you were frustrated when you maybe with America when you wrote the song. Is, does that have anything to do with the issues back in 2020 that we were seeing? Well, it's funny because I actually wrote it much before 2020. Did the you? song actually, well, the like, the song kind of came about uh, when I was working as a bartender um, at a popular downtown spot um, when there was the election in the States and Trump was elected and everything. And we played the, I, I would get there at four o'clock and we would have the news channels on. So at the start of my day was always talking to the customers about the craziness that was going on in America so the, it actually started as a joke. I every day would come in, try to avoid the political conversations <laughs> and change the channel and say, nobody cares about America anymore um, <laughs> as a way to kind of deflect away from negative conversations um, at the bar because, you know, things were right. obviously the, the, the political climate is extremely volatile and, uh, you know, it's 
whether for it or against it or whatever, my job as a bartender is to make sure everybody's having a good time. Yeah. And was it, you know, when I was working as a bartender at the time. Uh, so, yeah, it actually started as a joke, as nobody cares about America anymore every day as I would change the channel. released it i did a lot of press and media from places in the states and it was funny because i was actually doing a podcast uh with a guy in florida on january 6th as he was watching it on the news talking to me about yeah talking to me about this song as he's watching like the Capitol be stormed and he's like you know it's a strange thing uh but i you know I, i like to call the song radically indifferent 
I <laughs> I like the paradox of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is that's the paradox of it all. It's like it's it's radically indifferent to the whole thing. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I love the song. I love the video. I love everything that came about it. Um, and, you know, it, for a sec, we were worried about releasing it and offending people. And yeah, but, you know, uh, I think that like the point of good art is to maybe raise some emotions in you and make you think and if being offended is one of those emotions, you know, it's uh, at least, thing. no, it's not. not. And <laughs> but it, it, you're right. It can be kind of iffy sometimes. And it sucks. Cause I wonder like how many artists are kind of repressing certain things that should come out or they're afraid to show that side because they don't want to upset anybody. Right. Yeah. So that's a yeah. It, again, again, there was a there was a, a moment when we were putting it all together where we were like, "Do we even release this? Like, oh. we, we have other songs. Like, yeah, well, this, this will be a B side somewhere." But we decided to like, you know, have the courage to do it. And and lucky for us, there was there was very little backlash about it. Most people received it pretty positively, mm -hmm. which is awesome because it you know could have went the other yeah. way pretty quickly i guess but but it, it's um, kind of like what you said though good art kind of stir stirs a dialogue right you're you're creating this well yeah it's supposed to right it's yeah. it's supposed to make you not just look at it and yawn yeah. you know <laughs> you're supposed to look at it and and be like oh okay i feel this certain way or that made me think about this or whatever and if we mm -hmm. achieve that then you know call it a success it must be um Nice, look, nicer for you guys too and for everybody obviously but when you're a band and you've been together you know uh since like you said 2017 and then suddenly you can't really jam together anymore because of restrictions how did you keep up with you know um the band and also cre keep up with creating new music uh yeah being a band during a pandemic is awful i wouldn't recommend it to anybody it's it's been a struggle yeah um i mean like we just tried to keep the momentum going forward. And um, again, we went into the studio one at a time, uh, you know, whoever's turn it was in the engineer uh, basically. And then we're a four piece. So by summer of 2020, we were able to get together in a room again. There was a couple months where the, like the gathering limit was only two or three people or whatever. Um, but our rehearsal yeah. space, uh, we rehearse at Rockopolis uh, rehearsal spaces on Hunter street um and uh once they were able to open again we were we were back in and tried not to miss a beat uh luckily we were on a pretty good roll before covid happened so we had some things in the can and was able to keep uh keep the momentum going um as much as possible we haven't played a live gig since uh since october or november ask. of november of 2019 was the last time we played a live gig oh so is are you serious? So the marquee, this one, the big one that's coming up, that's sold yeah. out. Like not to make you panic. Like I'm, you guys are do great. You can't panic any more than I already have. Holy shit! <laughs> that's when that's the <laughs> you haven't performed, and now this is your first show back in the game. That's a pretty awesome first big show back. That's like yeah. a well, this brand show new was opening. actually this show was actually booked for May of 2020 originally, oh. um, and then it was moved uh, several times. Um, so it's been two years in the making. Um, That's but yeah, you know, it's it'll be our first uh, first one back. 
since since music, Nova Scotia Music Week 2019 was the last time we played live. Uh, we have this propaganda one, and then we're going to have some more uh, over the summer. Maybe Ooh. one in the fall or something. Yeah. So, do you, Do but, you know um, any of like? Are there any specific shows that you can tell us about now? Since this one sold out, we want to get people to go see you. So, um, is there uh, anything else? N- nothing that I can spill the beans on at this point. Oh, damn it. Okay. Well, when you can, always, always leave them wanting more. Let me know <laughs> because yeah, like <laughs> we were like, damn it, everything sold out so quickly. And it's because people are so excited to get back and they want to go to the marquee and they want to have fun or anywhere and just see a big show. And mm-hmm. it's the first time I think too, that people won't have to mask up if they don't feel comfortable, but if you want to, you can't. So there's like all and full capacity. So it's going to be just full of people. It's going to be such a fun time. Um, yeah, it sounds like a blast. Yeah, I think we all need it more than we're willing to articulate. Yeah. I know yeah. I do. Like, I need to, I mean, live music is my life as I live for that stuff. So, yeah. Um, I haven't seen a concert since, well, I saw Billy Talent over the summer in uh, Truro. I that went counts. to that concert there. Yeah. Oh, it certainly is it outdoors does, but... too? That was the one in the, the uh, Rock the Hub, yes, in the right. summer. It was outdoors. And then I, I was at the Metro Center or Scotiabank Center for Judas Priest a couple weeks ago. Um, oh, yeah, I heard so that was good. It was, yeah, it was. But that's that's when you're, you know, in a stadium and floor seating. It's, it's much different than the marquee shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, and you can, you can like, right? dance oh. if you want to. And you can exactly. mosh yeah. and you can just be there with the people instead of having to sit and yeah it sounds like it's going to be really awesome um is there another band in the future that you would really love to share the stage with yeah uh there's just some local bands that yeah. have been have, have been you know staying active for the last couple of years that we're dying to to get the stage with some some of the ones i really like um the band rutabagger i really love that band uh they're a weird kind of weirdo rock thing that I really like. I would love to share the stage with them. Uh, another pop punk band, All Honesty. Uh, fantastic guys, fantastic tunes. Uh, hopefully share the stage with them at some point. Um, everybody tells me Topless Models is really good. Uh, another local band, uh, North of Nowhere, um, Electric Mistress, Squander, Burdened. There's a whole bunch of them. Um you know, going around shadows of Everest. We want to share the stage with, with the whole community, basically, if we yeah, could. Yeah, it sounds like it, if you could. Yeah, <laughs> if we could. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, it's, it won't happen that way, but, um, but there's so many bands, there's so many bands around that we're fans of that we would love to, to share the stage with. So um, hopefully we can make as many of them happen as possible. Yeah. And, and speaking of, you know, sharing stage and bands and all the local bands here, like what can we do as a community or just as a fan? Like, how can we support your band? What can we do there? Uh, I mean, follow us on social media, interact with our posts. You can spend money on the band. We have lots of stuff for sale. Do you have merch? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. We got, um, we got CDs, we got cassettes, we got shirts, stickers buttons pins fridge magnets and we will have vhs for sale we where can we listen to your music uh so you can find us on all the streaming platforms uh or Bandcamp, um or you can find us on youtube you can watch all of our music videos uh we have you know 
upwards of what is it seven music videos now so um so they will be all on this vhs we're releasing that i'm super excited about awesome. um yeah and uh you know all the streaming platforms come see us live when we play um you know if you want a cassette or a cd or a or anything reach out to us uh i'll drive to your house and and, <laughs> and tell you stuff it was great talking to you um thanks again perfect it's great to meet you abby and i appreciate you talking to us and that's a wrap you've been listening to the east coast city podcast big thank you goes out to ian kane for taking the time to talk to me today and also to jason harbour for all of his hard work when it comes to the sound engineering and now for the very first time you'll be able to hear the Bloody Hell's unreleased brand new single, Dead to Me. Once in a woman, man, she was fine. Gave me a sweet loving all the